0: It's weird to think that Mandy Moore started her career in the 90s. Like, you just feel so young and fresh, and I can't believe that it's like we've, we've been doing this for so long.
1: Yeah, decades now, multiple decades.
0: And it's not an easy job.
1: It's not, but like we were just saying, it's not easy, but it's fun. And it's constantly sort of shifting and evolving. And if you can sort of stay on your toes, like, it's... It's... um it's the best i don't know i feel very very fortunate to have a job that i love so much and i know you feel the same way
0: yeah oh my gosh that we got to be in times square when pop culture was what pop culture was are you kidding
1: truly i mean it's so different now with the advent of social media and i mean just the world at large is so different i feel again and unendingly lucky that we got we got to sort of like live our youth in that way, with yeah, the 1515 studio and overlooking Times Square and like ringing in Y2K together. I mean, it's just like it's, it feels like <laughs> another lifetime ago, almost like it happened to other people. But
0: I, that's yeah. so funny to think about Y2K. Like, if the world's gonna go, at least we're gonna be in Times Square. Yeah. It's fun watching the the New Year's Eve shows. It's fun watching it, knowing where you are not. They called it Cabbage Patch Island. I think back then, like that little island right in the middle of Times Square. It's so yeah. fun to watch that show and be like, ooh, those people are cold. and I am not one of them.
1: <laughs> they are freezing. <laughs> I know I always think about that now. Whenever I watch some sort of New Year's Eve extravaganza in New York, I'm like, oof.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I am mean, happy to be bundled up and not out there with a bunch of people shoulder to shoulder.
0: The energy on those New Year's Eve shows. MTV brought out some weird energy in those. those Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And I think I met you at 15. Yeah. Um, So I think that in in terms of like your your origin story, it's like somewhere between like the FedEx guy and (laughs) your opening for NSYNC. Probably kinda like where I think we're somewhere somewhere right in there.
1: (laughs) Actually I think I first met you when I came into like audition quote unquote for M T V, which I don't even think that I really was able to wrap my head around that at that time. But I No one had done it yet. No one had done it when I I just remember I was on tour with the Backstreet Boys, actually, and it was like a day off. And I just remember thinking, being overwhelmed at just like the magnitude of being in the building, you know, like being in the headquarters sort of of MTV and like it immediately brought me back to years and years of watching MTV and specifically like right before my career sort of started, I remember I had just started Catholic high school and like getting dressed and putting on my uniform in the morning and having like MTV, like the sort of overnight when it was still sort of like overnight, just showing videos. And it was right around Christmas yeah. time. And like, I just remember like the Mariah video, the Sync Christmas video and like getting ready for school and then Flash forward, not even a year later, being part of the MTV family was just
0: mind-boggling. And, um, first off, the amount of say-what karaoke shows that you recorded—that's
1: <laughs> oh <my God>, <laughs> what the guy even thought about in years.
0: <laughs> that, that show like built my Rolodex, man. Like that was there's a lot of people on that show for many years, and that show felt like it never ended. And yeah. yet, when I when I mention it, people remember it in, instantly. But it's one of those instantly. forgotten. One of those forgotten little gems.
1: I think it is one of those forgotten gems, but you know, immediately like you're like, oh my gosh, I've seen countless episodes. That was so Um. much fun. I just remember like being back in those moments of like, you know, filming, I don't know, back to back to back shows and just like yeah. you and me like heading into hair and makeup and me going to change with Rob Zangardi and then like going back out there. Like there was always like 10 outfits in my dressing room, like all these clothes hanging on the back of the door. And it was like one outfit on one outfit off and like going back in to to film another episode. It was such a wild time.
0: <laughs> it's funny to think of how uh, there was like always like new shiny dresses, or there was always like wardrobe. Your wardrobe just kept getting more. Actually, I think of say about karaoke, and I feel like in the beginning you might have been like a performance judge, and then there was like a fashion judge. And I remember when you took that like that scooch over a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, took so, like, a little step in a bit of a different direction. Uh-huh. Why anybody trusted me with any sort of like fashion advice, I I'm not sure. I can't really begin to understand that, but you know as a 16 year old and loving anything that was like bejeweled uh, i mean i don't know why anybody took fashion advice for me but <laughs>
0: neither here nor well, there it was a fun I feel like of the time 15 i feel like 15 year old mandy was all about like flats and almost not being as tall as yeah tall. and then the, and then there was just like this fashion presence where you really so and i i remember you and Zengar like just like hours and hours like our I actually look at your Instagram sometimes and I'm like, "Oh man, that's like that was my relationship with her. Like hours and hours in hair and makeup and between yeah. shows and like yeah. Some, some real downtime that happened there." I um, feel like
1: I feel like MTV really cultivated my love of fashion and really getting to explore another side of myself and sort of come into my own. I mean, maybe that was going to sort of happen um all on its own but sort of it did happen simultaneously while having these really deep relationships with very talented individuals whether it's rob that we've we keep mentioning who went on to have an incredibly storied career as a stylist um to hair and makeup folks like i i feel like i was able to sort of understand who I was and really come into my own and understand like my body and what looked good on me and what I felt comfortable with. All of that happened sort of like simultaneously during my time at MTV, which was a really beautiful thing to be able to now like, you know, to have carried that sense of self with me into other facets of my career.
0: Yeah, I can see how it was sort of like branding boot camp almost. You're like, wait, how many? We shoot five, five episodes today? Yeah. So so that's all we shoot this week, right? And they're like, "No, no, we, we shoot all five days." Yeah, <laughs> today like, that's a mu- twenty-five, like a whole month worth of like. You're really making me think here about like March, and you would you you put the thought into it. I remember even my gosh, it's so weird to think of you having your own talk show. <laughs> like,
1: weird. Not 16. a lot of people remember that, but but like, indeed hey, it did happen.
0: Here, here are the keys. Have fun.
1: <laughs> it was. It's funny now, like to think back. I remember being slightly overwhelmed, but also, you know, when you're young, you don't know what you don't know. I think if somebody sort of gave me the, you know, quote unquote, keys to the kingdom now at 37, I would just like my head would spin. I don't know. I I feel like I, I wouldn't be able to sort of like metabolize that kind of stress. But as a 15 16 year old it was like okay cool we're in san diego for mtv like summer and you're going to like be shooting these sort of interstitials in between music videos and you're going to have a whole group of people older than you and you're all going to sort of pal around and we'll just let you do your thing and I, again like now this that like gives me flop sweat to to think about like <laughs> I I don't know how I was able to sort of come into my own and feel comfortable enough. I'm sure I would watch footage back now and sort of roll my eyes at how
0: Princh silly I
1: was, how high pitched my voice was, but, but I, I did it. And again, it was like,
0: it was. That's people writing for you. I was going to say like that totally. when your pitch, when your pitch gets high and I was like, that's like, not the that's not her. <laughs> <You> gotta <laughs> bring it back on that.
1: And come back down again.
0: And come right back. There we are. And now we're back. Here we are. And that that presence that you bring to the table, like that's. So it's interesting to think of the the speed you're going at, because who's writing all this stuff for you? Like writers, MTV staff, and like yeah, show writers and things like that. So there's a lot of people throwing things at you.
1: A lot of people throwing things at me. I remember, like, I was always scared to wear the the IFB thing, the little like earpiece. Oh, so yeah. You could hear, like, you know ground control you could hear the control room and um that was always that was tough i'd say the tougher aspect was more of the um like the bigger sort of productions whether it was spring break spring break and like Cancun, sort of like i'm flooded with memories of like um college-aged men like saying inappropriate things to me (laughs) as I'm like you know like walking out with Carson Daly and Cisco and Pink and um I'm like
0: I'm like hiding you with a towel of course (laughs) literally full-on big brothering
1: (laughs) I, I remember those moments being more sort of overwhelming just because I felt like there were bigger productions sort of at large that I was just sort of one little cog of machine of. And I, I just, I didn't want to mess anything up. It felt a lot looser when we had those, you know, five episodes in a row of Say What Karaoke or when I was doing the Mandy talk show in <laughs> Key West all those years ago. That felt, I felt like I was in in a bit more control because like you said, there were writers that were sort of specifically writing in my voice. And I felt like I had the ability to sort of stop and start and kind of learn along the way. Whereas like, if I was filling in for Carson at TRL, it was like, nope, I was jumping in and filling in like these really, really massive shoes. And I, I, there was no, you know, obviously the live show aspect of things, but it just, it didn't feel like there was any room for error. So in a way I feel like that helped shaped my, my work ethic, my, how I sort of like tried to come into to the day's work, like as prepared as possible. All of that, I think really like, yeah, honed my sense of like being a professional and what a professional sort of meant and like brought to the table on a daily basis.
0: I mean, I've worked with creatives who experience what you do and they come in an hour late or they, they get overwhelmed. You would come in an hour early <laughs> That's with no questions the night before. You would, you would really tackle it. And I actually always admired that. Truly, truly did oh. admire that about you because I-, I you used to love sleeping in, in the morning and you love being on time. <laughs> yeah. I still <laughs> do. I yeah. still do.
1: Yeah. I, and I don't know. I guess it's sort of just been at the core of who I am. I, I don't like being late. I value people's time. And not that I judge other people for sailing in on their own clock. Like, totally get it. But, yeah, I like to sort of, like, I, I think I'm best fresh, like, in the, the beginning of the day. I think as the day sort of wears on, I get less, um, just like sort of less with it. Sorry. I have total mom brain right now. It's like, I've completely <laughs> lost all sense of a vocabulary. <laughs> so bear with me. Like, but-
0: first off, we're talking about things from 20 years ago. So, so I can't oh, even-
1: yes, but I still, sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I find myself like struggling for words that I can see, but just just the synapses aren't firing, but, um, yeah. How do you manage I, I, it?
0: Speaking of like, how do you balance it all? Like this I is because you're just so <laughs> consistent. You're so transparent and like, just.
1: Thank you. You're very kind. I, I don't know. Breath. I feel like I haven't really been tested yet for, in terms of like figuring out I have a four month old, how, how life is going to sort of work. I had to jump back into like my day job on, on the show, um, when he was about a month old but it was nice because we were sort of like winding down and only had a few episodes left to shoot and and so I felt like that was very manageable I think when I go back to work in a couple months he's going to be you know a few months older and be a little bit maybe more set in his ways and so it will be it'll be interesting to sort of figure that out because right now I'm just I'm home I'm writing music I'm you know, finding other ways to sort of like, you know, check the things off my, my list that I need to do on a daily basis. But it does feel inherently easier when, you know, I don't have to sort of show up at 5am for work and figure out like, how, where am I going to feed this child? And how am I going to feed him? And who's going to take care of him while I'm shooting? It's, uh, it is a lot, but, um, but, you know, I guess you just sort of make it up along. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and my light just fell. See, I'm not <laughs> doing it all. I can't do it all. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, Minnie.
0: You're doing a great job, Mom.
1: <laughs> it's gonna fall again, but we'll, we'll we'll keep it up for a minute here.
0: Well, that's that's full on, Mom. See, you already know you've got those mom instincts kicking in already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> Wait, how do you? So, how will you moving forward? How would you have like a system in place? How how, will, how do you find time to create? and and sort of pay attention to making sure projects aren't just like ideas, but can get to the finish line.
1: Outsourcing, having help, not being afraid to reach out for support, like in all aspects of life. Um, my husband and I were just talking about this and I think we both subscribe to the idea that like, the input dictates the output. So making sure that I'm still able to like, watch shows even though i know that that doesn't sound like it should be part of the job it totally is like making sure that i'm reading and keeping current not necessarily on like pop culture cuz i don't know how much that necessarily like factors into the creative side of what i do cuz i also have a production company but it's like making sure that i'm i'm keeping current with like articles out there and listening to podcasts and yeah watching shows watching films like making sure i know like who are incredible new faces and voices out there that I should be aware of. So again, I feel like that, like that, the the input dictates the output, being aware of what's going on in the world and constantly sort of filling my cup is going to help me in terms of like the way I just approach my job, not necessarily even on that side of like the creative lens, but just feeling inspired, feeling like I'm, Motivated and excited about what I'm getting to do, the music that I'm writing, the the you know the folks that I'm I'm hoping to sort of uh, cross paths with and get to work with. All of that, I think, is dictated by the amount of time I put in um, to to finding all of that stuff and dedicating to that sort of side of my life.
0: Like dedicating time to actually feel, just feel it, just feel
1: have, it, experience. feel it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly.
0: So so when you have a brilliant idea, how do you know if it's like a song or a movie or a TV show? Like you have, there's so many outputs. So where does it, does it go on a post-it note someplace on a board? Does it go in a book?
1: <laughs> I wish it were a little bit more um, strategic <laughs> like that. I mean, obviously like we all have our phones in hand. So there's a, a lot that's always like kind of going into like my notes app. Yes. But I'm not sure. I, I feel like the more something sort of... Um, kicks around and sticks around like in your crawl, like in your in your brain and in your heart, like the more attention you sort of are able to kind of like dedicate to it and focus on it. Um, I, I also feel like I have a lot of incredible people in my life to bounce ideas off of. Like, how does this sound? What about this idea for a song or... And I love this podcast and I feel like it could be a really incredible limited series or this article is really like, I feel like there's something there and being able to reach out to the people in my life that I have a lot of respect for and just kind of getting their opinion, picking their brain. Um, that's sort of how how I've always operated, I guess. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'm still sort of figuring that out. I, I feel like it's taken me a long time to be comfortable in the position that I've had. It's taken me a lot longer to sort of become comfortable with the position that I've had versus how long I've sort of been in this position. Like, I, I, I'm i not one to have regrets, but I, I feel like as a 37-year-old woman, it's really just been in the last handful of years that I'm like, oh, I have... I have a lot more power than I've given myself credit for. Like I have this incredible platform that I've built over the last, you know, two decades plus now, and I should take advantage of that. I should own that. I should lean into it more. And I think it's, um, you know, it's my own doing of kind of what you said back earlier in the conversation of like starting sort of wearing flats. I think I started at such a young age at a time that was so impressionable for me, like coming into my own as a young person and sort of growing up and going through like puberty for lack of a better term, like yeah. in the public eye, I felt I felt so much more comfortable making myself smaller. And I think I did myself a disservice by kind of living in my own sort of insular world instead of finding the confidence to sort of stand with my shoulders back and my head held high and and sort of Coming into my own and realizing like I like I have a lot more authority than I give myself credit for. And it's only really been in the last few years that I've I've understood that and really wanted to like take advantage of it in a in a concrete way.